0: Hello, this is Pastor Marty Macedo from Fellow Helpers Ministries bringing you another podcast in the pastor's study, Biblical Lessons in the Battlefield of Life from a retired pastor of 45 years who was saved after serving as a Staff Sergeant Airborne Ranger in Vietnam. My testimony is shared in podcast number one. It is my desire to share with you lessons the Lord has taught me over my years of living as a Christian and serving as a pastor. These podcasts are intended to whet your appetite for further personal Bible study. They'll be short, 15 to 20 minutes, and having your Bible and something to jot down notes might be helpful. If you have any questions, you can contact me by email, masitofhm at gmail.com, M-A-S-I-T-T-O F-H-M for fellow helpers ministries at gmail.com. The title of our Bible study today is Brethren, Pray for Us. We noted last week in a podcast, the work of the pastor is hard work, it's heavy work, and it's hazardous work. But as we saw in our last podcast, it's also honorable work. And I recognize that during COVID-19, the work of a pastor has really intensified and become more difficult. It's very hard for pastors today to be able to do what the Lord desires for them to do. And many of them can become discouraged and not be effective in their ministry, or sadly, may be discouraged and even walk away from their ministry. So, what I want to share with you today is based upon two verses that I find very interesting. They are written by the Apostle Paul under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and they're found in 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Now, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians are two epistles that emphasize strongly the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they give instruction as to what the church is to be doing as they wait for the Lord Jesus Christ's return. And as we note in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 25, it says, brethren, pray for us. And then in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1, once again, it says, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Now, this amazes me that the apostle Paul is asking for prayer. He is what I believe is the most successful New Testament Christian. I think you would agree with that in reading through the scripture. And yet here he is asking people to pray for him. And if the Apostle Paul needs prayer, certainly our pastors need prayer too. And there are some seven things that I've outlined for us to think about as we pray for pastors, especially through the challenge of COVID-19. And I'm going to share those with you in regard to Pastor Appreciation Month. So let's have a word of prayer and then move through these seven points. Father, thank you for the blessing of being able to pray. And thank you for the blessing of being able to pray for pastors and ministers that are seeking to distribute your word and to pe- bring people to a saving knowledge of Christ and equip them for the work of the ministry. And Father, we thank you for the local church. We thank you for pastors. We thank you for what we saw in our last podcast, how all this works together where people who are independent are able to work interdependent and see an image of the Lord Jesus Christ shared in the church as well as the community. But we pray, Father, because we know that these are difficult days for pastors to be ministering in. And as we go through these points, we pray it'll wet our appetite to encourage ourselves to pray more effectively and more efficiently for them as they continue to do the ministry and the work of the Lord. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the first thing I want us to note in regard to praying for a pastor, especially during this time that we are in right now, is that they may feel isolated. The idea of feeling isolated is far away from other places or people, remote. Pastors are used to being out and about visiting, and these visits often fuel their hearts for ministry, The conversations they engage in with the lost, as well as the conversations they engage in with Christians who are struggling, or the conversations they engage in with Christians who are seeking to live for the Lord, all help them break that feeling of isolation and help them understand how they are an integral part of the work of the body of Christ. But when they are isolated, like when there's lockdowns, when they are isolated, when they can't be visiting hospitals and nursing homes, when they are isolated, when they can't even go to people's homes and visit, when they're isolated because they can't have fellowships in the church where people can mingle and mix together, uh, that can hurt a pastor's ministry and discourage his spirit. So we need to pray for pastors. They may be feeling Isolated. The second thing is we need to pray for pastors because they may be feeling inferior. Now, the idea of inferior is lower in rank, status, or quality. Yes, their messages are online, but messages of very large and successful pastors with large staffs and research teams and production teams are also being listened to online. And oftentimes the message of a simple pastor in a small congregation broadcasting to his flock uh, doesn't begin to compare with these bigger productions and promotions of the word that are given by these bigger ministries. And as a result, a pastor might feel inferior, like, well, what's my use? What's my purpose? But we have to recognize this. Every pastor is important, no matter where he's pastoring or no matter how large the congregation he's pastoring to. Or preaching to. Every congregation is important. And we have to recognize that. Whether you've got only two or three in your congregation, or you've got two or three thousand, or more than that in your congregation, doesn't matter. The pastor has an important ministry in sharing the word of God in the context the Lord has put him. And he should not feel inferior. Every one of us is judged by what we do for him individually. Remember, it says in Corinthians, comparing ourselves with ourselves, we're not wise. And when a pastor begins to compare himself with some of the more successful ministries, he can become very discouraged. And we need to pray for him that he doesn't do that, that he doesn't have the feeling of inferiority, that he doesn't feel lower in rank status or quality. The third thing we see is this. We need to pray for pastors because they may be feeling insignificant too small or unimportant. This kind of overlaps into our previous point, doesn't it? Without face-to-face feedback, they do not know if they're meeting the needs of the flock or or, or even needed by the flock anymore. That's very hard. Uh, when a pastor is meeting with his church and when he's preaching and teaching to them and people are leaving the church and walking out and saying pastor i really appreciate that uh boy you hit right on something i was thinking about man that was so encouraging whatever that's a wonderful thing to give to to give a significance to a pastor he feels like he's gotten something accomplished or he's met a need but when that feedback is not there when you can't see their faces you can't hear their voices you don't have any contact with them Uh, that can make a pastor feel like, what's the use? I'm not that important. Why am I even doing what I'm doing? But pastors are important and they are significant. And again, as we said earlier, it doesn't matter how small or how great. We are all important in bringing forth the word of God and people need to pray that that pastor feels significant. Now with that in mind, recognize we can encourage that even through pandemic time by communicating with them, whether it be a phone call or whether it be a text, whether it be an email, whether it be a card or a note, we can encourage them and say, Pastor, I really appreciate what you're doing in continuing to minister the word of God and look forward to when these restrictions are removed and we're able to meet again together. So a pastor needs prayer because he may be feeling isolated a pastor may be feeling inferior a pastor may be feeling insignificant and then thirdly a pastor may be feeling insecure the idea of insecure is not firmly fixed or uncertain what is the future of my ministry will the people come back when these restrictions are lifted what decisions must i make to meet or not meet to have mask or not mask to divide and drive people away i i don't a pastor could feel very insecure and very inadequate in regard to trying to minister in a situation like COVID-19. And we need to be praying for pastors that they don't feel insecure, but that they have their faith fixed in the Lord and the Holy Spirit guides and directs them in their decision-making and that they can recognize I'm doing the work of the Lord for his glory. So help a pastor, pray for him not to feel insecure, help him to feel secure when you communicate with him. The next thing we note, be number five in our points, they may be feeling irritation. Uh, This irritation could actually lead to indignation or anger. Irritation is the state of feeling annoyed, and indignation is anger or annoyance provoked. Now, what brings about irritation or indignation in a pastor? How long will this last? How many times will I get my hopes up only to see them dashed by the next CDC report? What's going to happen in the future? What decisions the governor are going to make next? What is this going to, are we even going to have a church in the future? Well, I believe we're going to have a church in the future because the church is built upon the rock and the rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. And although it might be difficult at times, it's still the work of the Lord to bring people to a knowledge of Jesus Christ and help people that are in Christ grow in grace. That is the ministry of a pastor. Now, getting irritated isn't going to help that any. Leading to indignation is certainly not going to help that any. I remember when Moses got irritated with the people of Israel and struck the rock twice and as a result was not allowed to go in the promised land. Certainly we don't want to do that. And we need to be praying for our pastors that they don't get irritated, that they don't have indignation, that they realize that, yes, the Lord is allowing this for a reason and we need to be faithful and consistent in doing our job as a pastor during this time. The next thing we note, number 6, we need to be praying for our pastors because they may feel indolent. Now what is the idea of indolent? Indolent is wanting to avoid activity or exertion. In other words, become lazy. These kind of overlap, don't they? Remember we've looked at already Uh, They may be coming to the point of saying, what's the use? Uh, Who needs me anymore? Their messages might become mediocre, messages of not caring because they don't think anybody's really paying attention to them anyway. They can't see them, can't interact with them, can't relate to them. Well, we need to pray that our pastors do not feel indolent and become lazy in their ministry, but they recognize that they have opportunity to move forward for the Lord, even though there may be obstacles there, or to move forward for the Lord, even though it might not be the way we're used to or the way we necessarily want it to be. There's still a ministry to do for the Lord as a pastor, and we need to pray our pastors see that. In fact, I mentioned there were seven points that I want to run through with you today to hopefully fuel your furnace of prayer for a pastor, and six of these so far have been on the negative side. Uh, They may be feeling isolated. They may be feeling inferior. They may be feeling insignificant. They may be feeling insecure. They may be feeling irritation that could lead to indignation, and they may be feeling indolent or a feeling of laziness. But our seventh one, I think, is so important as we pray effectively for our pastors, and that is this, they may be feeling inventive and hopefully become invigorated. They may be feeling inventive and hopefully becoming invigorated. The word inventive means ability to create or design new things or to think originally, constantly coming up with new ways to minister to the people. And as we're in these restrictions and have these different ups and downs and these different things that we can and can't do and whatever, we still need to be able to pray for our pastors and ask the Lord to give them the wisdom they need to be able to effectively continue to minister and help us through these difficult times. The Apostle Paul, in writing to the Thessalonian people, as they were looking for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, Brethren, pray for us. Chapter 5, verse 25. He said in chapter 3 of 2 Thessalonians, verse 1, Finally, brethren, pray for us. Certainly, the Apostle Paul felt times of isolation. You'd certainly feel that locked in a prison cell, wouldn't you? He may have felt inferior as he came because of these people of higher rank that were trying to control and influence. He may have felt insignificant, like, what impact am I making? Or insecure, um, not really wondering what tomorrow was going to bring. Maybe an irritation and even indignation at times. Or or maybe the idea of indolent and, and maybe a spirit of laziness. I don't know exactly what he was feeling but I do know this, that through the Holy Spirit, he twice said clearly in these New Testament epistles, brethren, pray for us. I want to be inventive. I want to be invigorated. I want to be able to do things that the Lord wants me to do and do them effectively. And I've got to have my spirits up and my hopes up and able to do that. So I hope that this little podcast today is, has whetted your appetite to pray for your pastors, whether you're under his leadership directly or whether you're under his leadership indirectly, whether it's someone you just know ministering somewhere else or someone that's actually ministering directly to you, we need to be praying for our pastors. There's an interesting Old Testament passage that parallels the idea of a pastor. I know it's talking about a king, David, but I believe it parallels the idea of shepherding people. It's in Psalm 78, and in Psalm 78, verse 70, we read this. He chose David, also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Isn't that a wonderful passage? David was a servant, verse 70. David was a shepherd to feed the sheep, verse 71. And David fed them. He kept his responsibility. He kept invigorated and inventive in regard to moving forward with the integrity of his heart and guiding with the skillfulness of his hands. Our pastors need us to pray for them that the Lord might inspire, create a feeling, especially a positive one in a person and invigorate, give strength or energy to them during this special time so that they do not lose their enthusiasm for ministry. By the way, as I end this, I also remember, aren't we all feeling this way to some degree? Yes, we all need prayer. Ephesians chapter six, verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching whereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me. Yes, brethren, pray for us is the cry of the pastor, but also brethren, pray for us is the cry of each one of us too. I hope this has encouraged your heart and refreshed your prayer life for your pastor as well as for others. Well, this has been from the pastor study with Pastor Martin Macedo, and you may email me at Macedo, F-H-M at gmail.com, M-A-S-I-T-T-O, F-H-M for fellow helpers ministries at gmail.com. Lord willing, we'll post another Bible study next week. But remember, what a pastor needs more than people who pay him, as necessary as that is, are people who pray for him. Thank you for listening and have a great day.